a great Australian sprinter, nature's type, and Dave McDonald, and look how far they've won by. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! The autumn sun, boy, you'll have to be good to win from there. Artorias pounces, bombs them, and wins! Welcome back to the lottery, episode number 24, I believe. A bit discombobulated today, considering the man himself, Lottie, is not here. Struck down by COVID or something of the COVID-like, and it's going around everywhere at the moment. He's not here, but I am with the racing analyst himself. He tipped a $19 shot last weekend. JC, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good, mate. Good to be back. Uh, we had the week off last week, and just so happened to be the week that I actually tipped a good winner. So, um, But we'll definitely touch on that shortly, and uh, yeah, we'll go over the week to come. How have you been anyway? Before we get into a little bit of a review, it's only going to be probably a little bit of a yeah, quicker episode just a today. Quick, quick wrap up, but um, yeah, no, I've been good, been busy, a festive season kicking off, so keeps everyone busy. I think traffic's hectic and beers are flowing, so yeah, it's been good. Yeah, and t- tell you what is hectic as well. The fact that you tipped this horse and you didn't even get on it yourself. <laughs> the number one rule of the podcast, I yeah. I succumb to that rule every single day of the week. I reckon I give out a tip and then I end up going back in something else, and everyone goes, "Oh, you got on it," and I'm like, "Nah." Well, yeah, I will say it wasn't that I even backed anything else. I just pulled the pin before it got to that race in the day, and I said that'll do me. I've uh, had, had me crack, and, kept the gun in the holster. Yeah, and uh, wish I didn't. But anyway, that, that's that's very true. There the is we learn. You were just saying off air just before we kicked off that Prowess is no longer racing. Yeah, so just a bit of news: Prowess or Prowess, whatever it was called, that um, actually beat Antino. In a, I think it was like the Crystal Mile or something at Mooney Valley, um, has a hoof injury, a degenerative hoof injury. Right. Um, and they said that yeah, it's going to the paddock. It will take some time. Um, and most horses that have this injury don't come back to racing. So uh, won a couple of group ones, one in Sydney and one overseas in New Zealand. So uh, I was only a four-year-old, I think. So be a bit of potential gone, gone to the wayside. but Maybe that's why a lot is not on. He's got a degenerative hoof issue. I'm not quite sure on that one. Um, there was a couple of big races last week. Ballarat, of course, was an absolute mud pit. You know, if you yeah. got to, anyone got to watch that a bit, you've seen the jockeys come off afterwards and they should have been wearing the, the COVID mask, funnily enough, yeah, because they had mud all over their faces. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get that wet. I thought it was going to be a soft track, but uh, it definitely pissed me and you can't trust Ballarat anyway. But the Ballarat Cup had a good winner in the Ballarat Cup, which was Captain Envious. Got up at $3.80. I didn't pick it myself. Well, he's a big fan of Young Werther who comes second for yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, and I think he got every quaddy but that one for the entire yeah, he field. Did. He had a bit of a fill-up, I think. So. Yeah, so that was, that was big over there. Uh, is there any other horses that you wanted to touch on as we do on the podcast? Uh, just oh. – I thought Zaki was a moral last week, and uh, good old Dom to shoot at Ascot coming out in the um, in the northerly and knocked him off by the barest of margins. So uh, that one hurt, but yeah, other than that, there wasn't too many big races or anything on. So looking forward to this week with uh, Ollie in his last hurrah and see how he goes. It will be. And tell me about Zaki because I sent an email out uh, with my new work company to about. I'm going to say to 12,000 people and tip Zaki and it comes second. So I'm off to an absolute fly <laughs> myself. A that's a great start. So, but anyway, that's that's racing and that's what happens there. Reamwick was, uh, had the Ingham in the end and Lock Eagle, like we spoke about, was at $18. Can't believe that got up. And like you said, Lottie got that quaddy, which would have been paying absolute juicy odds in the end there. I think he got a great percentage. So Yeah, yeah he had a bit of a fill up, I think. So that was good for him. Um, wish I was on it, but anyway. It's a bit of a nightmare for you this weekend, considering that we're going back to Caulfield 
Uh, you're not a fan of Caulfield. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Caulfield, I don't know. I feel like every time you you plan or you, you read a race and then, you know, there's a bit of on-pace bias or the track's not playing very fairly and it just sort of uh, throws it all back in your face. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, you got to look at look at on-pace horses for sure and sort of try not to get any back markers basically at Caulfield. And then the day that you do that, they'll start running on. So Yeah, of course. That's the way that is. I think we have talked about it on the podcast and I have been known for asking the same question over and over again. But do you have a favourite in Melbourne? Track. Track. Yeah, I think Moody Valley. I love the Valley. I think uh, Friday night at the Valley is always good fun. Yeah, as uh, in so for viewing-wise and for racing as well? Yeah. Yeah, or it can be a bit leader bias as well at the Valley, obviously. But a lot of the time that can also be – it's because of the short straight and the jockey sort of let – not let it happen, but, you know, if they get away with cheap sectionals at the front, you don't leave yourself much time after the corner to chase them down. So it's the way it's going to go. But uh, racing, I love Flemington. Can't go wrong with Flemington. But, um, yeah, live, I think being at the Valley is pretty unreal. There we go. The new SC Xmas party will be at Mooney Valley, I believe. Uh, Mooney Valley uh, is on Friday night. Do you have any tips there yourself? Not not yet. I haven't had a good look. Um, We will post on socials for whatever we do find. Yeah, we will post something on the socials tomorrow or something. Get a few out there. I'm sure Lottie will have something for us. Faves a lot. Yeah, he would. He's sent me about 98 messages since we've come on the podcast here just talking about himself. It's not a live recording, so I don't know how he knows we're on. But uh, we will start with Caulfield on the weekend, of course, the first track and in alphabetical order, although Ascot is later on in the day. So I've just butchered that one from the start. But Caulfield, uh, race one. Uh, are we starting on race one? or no, I'm definitely not. I haven't got too many early ones. I mean, first race is, uh, uh, I think it's a two-year-old race. Um, not many not many uh, formal ones to follow with the first starters, so I'll definitely be giving that a miss. Well, race two, the man himself has made sure, like I said, he sent me through what he's got. We'll start with race two for him. He's got Alabrama Lad, uh, number three at this stage. Yes, yes, it does look like a good horse. Um, gets up to a trip that it loves. Uh, and drops down in the weights, I'm pretty sure. So, Benchmark 100 is wild for the second race. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. It's Obviously, it's up in class, but it's I think Alhambra El, El, Lad. It's uh, three from three at this distance. So, uh, Lottie will be licking his lips at that. He will be. Where where do you start at Caulfield? I'm happy so, to go there. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at Caulfield in race four uh, with a bit of a roughie, actually, because there wasn't too many jumping off the page at me uh, early on. And I thought that uh, Najiko in race four, number 10, I believe, five, sorry, number five. Race four, number five, Najiko for me. I think uh, each way gives a bit of value. First up, winner. Second up, uh, it's got a decent record. Not not as good as, as uh, its third up record, but I thought if it's forward enough to win first up, then uh, its next up run will probably be pretty good too. So should uh, sit him behind the speed and hopefully get a good run. Favorite slot comes flying through again here. He's got... Number eight running by $2.40 at this stage for the markets for a Thursday. So he's off to wanting to get a good start and really roll over the, the bank there to start the day. Uh, going, into, going into race five now, the man is giving me that many notes through here. It is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a sore thumb from scrolling, but he has not touched race five and he won't be in until race nine. So feel until free to take nine. it. nine. All right. Well, I'll take, take it away. So race five over 1,200, benchmark 70. I've actually uh, gone with... La Derriere, I believe it is. Uh, probably butchered it, but Jamie Carr's on top. Uh, it's a good each-way chance, I think. Uh, second up, ran second 
at Mooney Valley in behind no drama. And I think, uh, yeah, just building into its prep at eight dollars and two seventy a place, we uh, have a throw at the stumps. Brilliant. We like it. Race six, I might even have a throw at the stump, speaking of myself, and I'm going to be going for a horse that's paying quite a bit, as per usual, as like what I like to do. And number five, Brungle Raider. Now, uh, I think the Brungles are becoming quite a notorious name in the racing industry, as I've seen a lot of these horses named for the likes. I'm not really sure if Henry Dwyer and co. have got that going for a little bit of a syndicate around for those horses, but at 11 bucks, the number five, um, Got Will Price riding it, the apprentice. So eleven bucks, three fifty a place, um, and that's where I'll be getting my day started. I'm going to be hitting up the favourite in this race, Blue Moon. I thought uh, first up it had a good win over sixteen hundred metres, and um, it's definitely going to relish to step up to two thousand metres and uh, hopefully be charged over the line. That's where we go. Race seven. What have you got for us there? Uh, nothing in race seven for me, or eight for that matter. I think um, race seven. There's a few. Few horses you could, or a few form lines you could go. There's a dollar ninety favorite Jambalaya in race seven, which does was a very good winner first up in its only start. So, uh, albeit maiden, but you never know how they're going to progress. So, I'll steer clear of that one. Uh, and race eight, we've got the fourteen hundred meter benchmark seventy. <clears throat> I didn't have a tip in this one either. Bel Air, I tipped last week or the week before, I think. I've tipped a few. Anyway, <laughs> you've tipped a few. Moral and one a few. There's been fair. there's been a few in this race that I've tipped, so I couldn't couldn't split them. Um, I've backed Helix before. I've backed Tasman Park Bel Air, so I didn't want to uh, <clears throat> didn't want to split them. Uh, absolutely reeks of betting with your heart, and I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, there was actually one that I didn't mind the look of at a bit of odds, masterful in this race, but I think it's probably jumping right about now at Caulfield on a Thursday, so uh, it won't be racing. So we'll skip over to to race nine, the forty hundred meter. The main race for the day here at Caulfield. Uh, Lottie has gone number eight, our Redente. Again, our pronunciations are up to your own discretion, so please be advised. But uh, $5.50, um, Matthew Cartwright on board, comes second last start and actually has a fantastic uh, career from to date so far. 13, 13 uh, runs with four wins, two seconds, and a third to start. So, it looks all right. Coming off of second ups, it's it's had a win, one from two goes. So he's very keen on that one. Very good. I've I've a uh, bit of a bet with a heart here. I've uh, gone with Pal Dioro, which is a number six, seventeen dollars and four dollars forty a place. I've backed this horse twice before, and it won both starts in a row. Uh, and it was at decent odds too. So it's got some pretty good form lines. I think uh, it had one run last prep, and it sort of failed, and they put it back out for another spell and they've brought it back and it's had a trial and had a win. So uh, 1.3 lengths off corner pocket doesn't read too bad a form line for this. So if you can get a good spot in the run, we'll uh, hopefully be in with a shout. Tell you what, if that gets up, I'll shout a keg, mate, because you'll be pulling that out of your daughter if you get that one. $17 after last week's performance. Incredible stuff. Last race of the day at Caulfield. Have you got anything there? Well, I didn't really have anything. I think I remember Lottie tipping Kentucky Casanova. Is that right? He did each way. You're all over it. Fourteen dollars and four twenty. So uh, tell you what, if you get a couple of these in a row, we'll be up and about. And the quaddy could be paying a bit at Caulfield for once in its life, which we like to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there's a few few horses that'll be up on speed in this, so uh, it'll be hard to read. It's a pretty big field, so I'll uh, wait till wait till Saturday and see what scratching's coming about. Well, we'll go across. Or we'll go up, considering the geographical status of it, to Ranwick uh, for race. I'm going to start with race two for Lottie, but if you've got one for race one, if you're not uh, eating no, your Cheerios. I'll, I'll kick it off in race two as well, actually. So 
You go first. Nah, you go first, mate. I'm, mine's, I'm more. I'm mine's a bit of a different open. one. I've gone. I've gone a bit exotic here. So uh, we're going to take a take a box Quinella in race two. <laughs> going to take the one, the two, and the five. One, two, and five. One, two and box five Quinella out there. Quinella. Ignoring the favourite, which uh, will probably be detrimental, but I think, um, yeah, I thought there was a bit of value in this one, and I'm interested to see what Lottie's got. Yeah, well, Lottie's gone the two. Uh, Vegas Outlaw. Yeah. Rode by Grant Buckley, uh, no relation to Dylan Buckley or Nathan Buckley, I don't believe, but $4.60, uh, a little bit of value there early on in the day. So if you are keen on that box, Quinella, just uh, go back 15 to 30 seconds ago and get your pen and paper out and write that down because JC's been on fire and I've been loving it lately. Where do you, where do you go to next? Next, uh, we do have one in the third uh, at Randwick, which will be Rocketeer, uh, Rocketeer Girl, sorry yep. I should say. Timmy Clark gave Waterhouse, Adrian Bott is an absolute combo of mine. Yep. Uh, I think he'll be jumping, sitting pretty, and hopefully he'll snag the race away. There is another Waterhouse Bot horse at the bottom, the favourites, who four out. Got Jet Stanley on the apprentice, so I thought that uh, <clears throat> they would definitely have their best rider on their best horse, Timmy Clark. So at $5, I'll be jumping on him. You're a logical thinker. We love to hear it. Race four, Lottie has gone. Just wait for it to load for a second here. He's still messaging me flat out. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. Uh, race five, that is, actually. Have you got anything for race four? Uh, I'm skipping race four as well. So Race five, he's gone number 13, Acapella Sun each way. Very interesting choice there by Lottie. I'm happy to pot him because he's not on the podcast here. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be Can't defend later. himself, so let's <laughs> let him have it. That's what we do. $7.50, $2.30. Uh, if you want to be going the each way, number 14, it is in that race. So. It's gone a little bit of value here. He started with a couple of favourite slots and now he's just really starting to find his groove like the Aussies are on day one. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have anything in race five. I thought a little 1,000-metre scamper would be a bit hard to pick for me. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll still have a go at it anyway. Yeah, well. Uh, race six, anything there for you that tickles the fancy? Race six, I'm looking at number 10, the favourite, uh, Boston Rocks. Timmy Clark again on top for Nathan Doyle, 54 kilos. Big uh, fan of that name. Boston Rocks. Boston Rocks. It, it is just, a good name. It just actually, flows. It is a good name. Had a good trial win too. So I think uh, it's got a good first up record and it's pretty, it looks like a pretty quick horse. So I'm hoping it'll jump out and run over the 1100 and they'll have something to catch with Timmy Clark on top. I sound like a material wife that goes to the races and is calling out good <laughs> horse's name. So that's porridge for me. My apologies. Uh, we'll move on into the next race now, which will be, or Lottie is race seven. Have you got anything else? No, no. I'm out of race seven. So I'm keen to see what he's got. He's got. If you could pick a horse that has a half-decent name, that would be all right. But he's got Lekvate each way. I'm going to go with that, number 13. Number 13, yeah, Lekvate. Well, 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 well said. I don't, I don't know how it's pronounced, but uh, Reese Jones for Joseph Pride. Two wins on the trot, 52 kilos on top. So Tell you what, Kerwin's Lane actually it raced last week. I believe it was at Ballarat. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. I think it come fourth. If it wasn't Ballarat, it was the Ingham. It would have been Randwick. It was one of the two of the main races there. <laughs> Absolute great knowledge for me not knowing that. But it ran fourth, and it actually ran a good fourth at big odds too. So that's coming as the favourite here for this race. To be fair, equal favourite and at good odds because there's a fair few horses in this race, number five. So maybe a little throw at the stumps at that one as well. Very good, very good. Has you got anything in race eight for us? Uh, race eight, Lottie has got nothing. He's only got race nine, which I'll leave, and that's his best bet for yeah. the day. Well, I don't have anything race eight either. Uh, race nine, I've got time to boogie. Yes, he does. That's his best for the day. That's his best for the day. So well, ring-a-ding-ding, Rachel King on board, Michael Friedman training. 
It could be a little bit of a combination there as well. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's looking like a pretty good, pretty good race for it. Uh, I think it'll jump well and sit pretty, and hopefully be too strong. But Mr. Quinella at 1,000 metres, I'm just reading, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is very impressive. Anything for the last at Randwick or are we moving yeah, straight on? I can't go past a, a little James Cummins special in the last at oh, in yeah. Sydney. Uh, I'm going to go with contemporary uh, Tyler Schiller on top. I think uh, settle off the pace, which sort of rides for a bit of luck, but um, 1,400 metres should – oh, he may be wanting 1,400 is what I've written, sorry, but um, yeah, hopefully he can get – Get enough speed in the race so you can come over the top and ride on. That horse has cost me too many times, so I'm not going to be touching contemporary because I've been in the same boat a lot of times. And this could be a little bit of an omen bet here. Number 11, Shohei with Shohei Atani, uh, the American baseballer. I'm not Mm. sure if you've seen $700 million over 10 years. So if I can get just a slither of that just from Shohei here on Tim Clark on board in the last, also equal favorite, then I'll have a throw at that as well. Ascot now... Obviously, like you said, Damien Oliver retiring up. Is he the goat before we get oh, into the races? He's my goat. Like, he's the best that I've seen. Uh, yep. you know, uh, if I talk to my uh, well, you know, my stepdad and, and the likes, a, bit, a few of the boomers, they might disagree. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely the best that I've seen. And uh, hopefully he can finish with a bang. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where are we starting at Ascot with you? Oh, not early. Uh, I've only got a few. of Race six is my earliest. Um, just looked at the quaddy legs mainly. I'll, I'll rattle through Lottie's quickly. Uh, mm. He's got race four, number seven, Super Smink, and I'm pretty sure he scoffed at me when I picked that a few weeks ago on the podcast, but he's uh, he's doubled down and gone for it again, so I like it. Um, and then he doesn't have one till race nine from there, so take it away, JC. So <clears throat> race six, I'm looking at number nine, which is Laquetta's Gift. Craig Williams on top. It's been pretty strong a couple of starts back, but then uh, – Hasn't had the best of luck the last couple, so I'm hoping that uh, with Craig Williams on top, he can get a good spot and, and fly on home. Which we love. We love. We love to see. Race, well, mind you, Craig Williams has dogged me that many times, so <laughs> <laughs> time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, this is a bit of an omen bet for me. Race seven, number seven, barrier seven, Damien Oliver, divine belief. Absolute, absolute omen bet for me. I think I'd... <laughs> I was pretty keen on him in Munamek, uh, on Munamek in the last to uh, finish his career with a bang, but he's drawn the absolute car park. So right. I'm thinking that this might be his last winner that he ever has. Divine belief, race seven, number seven, box seven. I'm uh, yeah, I'm definitely tipping it. I'll definitely have something on the day. It could be a little carpool to crown if that gets up, just considering the likelihood of seven seven seven, which we'd love to see four bucks. Um, I reckon that'll get crushed in on the day just yeah. for people just for people to have a crack at it. Oh, I think so too. And first up at one one by a couple of lengths over a thousand meters, steps up to eleven hundred and it's had one second up win uh, run for a win. So uh good good track. It should be no rain over there, I don't think. So uh all being well, it should be with a good chance. Just black booking that as we are live. Uh race eight, anything there or are we going to race nine? No, nothing for me in race eight and uh race nine have actually yeah. Picked a bit of a roughie, so I'll probably get shot down and have a bit of pie on my face after this. But I've uh, actually picking number fifteen, Carly's Karma, each way at forty one dollars and ten dollars a place. Um, oh boy, <laughs> one two back pretty well. In a, it was only albeit a listed race or a group three, I think. Uh, and then last start, it sort of failed by 
lost by 26 lengths and had a respiratory issue. So hoping that uh, they've fixed that up, it'll get a good spot in, Michael Ploy on top and be flying over the top of them. Damien Oliver riding in his own race is electric. I like to say that. Manha Mekhi is on number four, paying $10 at this stage. But I'm going to go for a bit of a roughie as well. I'm going to go Dom to shoot, who won last weekend at huge odds um, across at Ascot as well, I believe, in the main race there. Yes, over 1,800. Yeah, so I'm going to have a throw at it here. I know it's obviously shorter. We're going 400 metres less, which I couldn't run to save myself at the moment. (laughs) It's uh, 12 bucks at this stage. I'll have it each way. Absolutely. And what's his bloody got one in? Yes, he's also got Ayrton in this race. Is it? Is that still available? Each way, yeah. Yep. Yeah, each yep. way he's got Ayrton. So Beautiful. I think that nearly sums it up. I believe he's got one more, which is Eagle Farm. Jeez, this bloke's a pig. He's going, to every, he's going to every state earlier. I, I went to Eagle Farm earlier on this year, and uh, if you're punting there every weekend, you must love it. Uh, race nine, number four, far too easy. And uh, he must think it's far too easy because he hasn't rocked up today. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So good luck to the punters out there. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we finish up? No, not really. I think that's uh, pretty much it. I think, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Ollie goes in his last hurrah. Hopefully he can get a couple of winners and, and hopefully Munamek drawing the car park doesn't uh, hinder him too much. But, uh, yeah. I'll be uh, sitting behind the wind by you this weekend and just riding at home with everything that you've got because I haven't had a red-hot crack at it yet for a while. So good luck to everyone out there. Obviously, gamble responsibly, and thanks for coming on, JC. Thanks for having me. Pleasure.